Welcome everyone, this is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon and I will be your mindset coach today. And today we're going to be talking about the honeymoon phase. I have written blogs about this in the past. I have, I believe, last year's Valentine's article and Wednesday episode was about this same concept. However, we talk about it, but yet people, they still go through it. They live in this honeymoon phase and I understand why it happens. The brain cannot differentiate between the honeymoon phase, something real, that endorphin rush is having a hard time. What I will say is that you can train the brain to not have it. You can say, yes, this feels good, this is nice, but I'm not going to necessarily indulge in it. Think of it in the sense of maybe you love cake, right? Carrot cake, red velvet cake, chocolate cake, vanilla cake, funfetti cake, whatever type of cake, right? Maybe you're a cakeaholic. There's nothing wrong with liking sweets. But there is something wrong with liking sweets every single time and every single time you think about that like you want it. So every single day you eat cake, you might say, oh, I'll get tired of cake eventually, but not when there's so many flavors. You might get tired of chocolate cake, but then you get pineapple upside down cake and then you get a dress leche cake. There's many different cakes to give you the different type of flavor that you're looking for at that moment. But there's an issue. The issue is, are you going to gain weight? Do you want that? Is that a goal of yours? And if it is, it's probably not the good weight that you want. So we have to look at it now in the terms of relationship. Is it good to be in a relationship and then all of a sudden not have the same feelings that you had on day one? Because I understand you get those butterflies and it's like, it feels good. You want this. But then eventually you're like, I don't think I want this anymore. Is it because your mindset shifts? Is it because the person changed? Is it because the person was never who you thought they were? I mean, there could be many different aspects, but it's just so funny because when I work with people in relationship coaching, it's like we're always spot on the first time because I don't let them go into the honeymoon phase. Person that they're going out with might be in the honeymoon phase because I'm not coaching them, but I'm just telling them what they need to do, what they need to say, how they need to approach this relationship especially if they're looking for marriage. There's going to be a right and a wrong way to do it. Wrong way is to say, I'm so in love. It just feels right. And, you know, I spend all my time with this person. You do not create the codependence that you need for the relationship to thrive. I'm not saying that you can't talk every day. I'm not saying that you can't see each other, talk to each other, build the communication, right? That's essential for any relationship in the beginning. Maybe you take a day off. How do you feel that you took that day off? Do you feel excited that you took that day after like, thank God I had a break from the person? Are you excited because of that? Do you say, you know what? I kind of miss talking to that person. Why? Is it because you're lonely? Is it because you're bored? What is the feeling that you're feeling? Because if you're in a honeymoon phase, it's hard to break down your emotions for what they truly are. So for me, I'm saying avoid the honeymoon phase altogether. And if you can't get rid of that honeymoon phase, you might find that you are going to be a part of those relationships that fail. Now, there's going to be different relationships in the aspects to the honeymoon phase. You're going to have the high school sweethearts. You're going to have the people who are just tried and true. Like, I've been with them so long, I might as well just stay with them for the rest of my life. So those are your circumstance relationships. You're going to have those relationships that, oh, it was hot and it was spicy and it was fun. You're going to have those relationships. And then you're going to have the most logical relationships. It's like, this person is you know, going after this. I'm going after this. Why not? Like, this makes the most sense, right? Let's start a family. 
We're going to be great, right? We have the same values. We have the same ideals. This is going to be perfect. So depending on where you are, there's different types of relationships that you gravitate toward naturally. Before we go into that honeymoon phase and trying to avoid it, you do have to ask yourself what type of relationship are you looking for? There's two types of relationships that you can have generally. You can have a traditional relationship. You can have a modern relationship. Modern relationships are just, again, holding modern ideals, polygamy maybe. And then this is void of religion too. So leave religion out of this. You get to decide what type of relationships do you want. Then you have to figure out dynamics. For example, who's going to be the masculine role? Who's going to be the feminine role? And if you want to share that, how is it going to be shared? How is it going to be differentiated? We need the difference. Then you have to ask, the values is probably going to be your most important thing, right? Do they want to have a family? Do they want to travel the world, et cetera, et cetera, right? What are their values? Once you figure that out, then you can say, cool, I have those, right? Put those in your back pocket. But then you can get even deeper, right? Because the honeymoon phase is very surface level. You can get deeper and you can say, does this person bring out the best in me? And this is where people don't understand the honeymoon phase because a person is more likely to do the things that the person likes in the beginning, but they won't keep on doing the things that they dislike later on once they're used to the person, right? For example, let's say going to the gym. I love going to the gym. Let's say my partner that I'm starting to date, they don't like going to the gym at all, but yet they want to do the things that I love. I want to experience going to the gym too. I want to start getting back into the gym, but yet they truly don't want it. They just want to do what I like until they don't want to do the things that they don't like anymore. And then that can create a divide in the relationship, possibly. Not saying that it will, but it's possible. A person is going to typically always go back to their standard. If a person was, let's say, a playboy doing all of these things, it's very possible that he's going to cheat in the relationship. Not saying that he will cheat in the relationship, but there's a higher probability. What type of values does he have so he's not going to be cheating? This is something that people don't think about. The same thing with the lady. Was she promiscuous or was she not promiscuous? For that, you have to ask, did they truly live life when they wanted to live life? Because they might feel at the age of 36, if they got married or they had a relationship and only one partner when they're 18, they might say, oh, I want to go experience life. That's why some women, they will leave relationships and they will go out and they'll be more promiscuous even after they've been with one guy all their life because they're trying to, again, get a different feeling. You have to do the homework and of course people change. So it's not 100% predictable when it comes to long-term relationships. However, when we look at values and we can pinpoint what values are important, we can tell if a person is going to do it more likely than not. For example, if you want to have kids and we have a conversation on why family is so important and why marriage is important for the kids, you're going to be less likely to end the marriage. However, just because you're less likely to end the marriage, it doesn't mean your partner is less likely to make the marriage work. Finance problems, person's not showing up, maybe infidelity, They just had that within them. Maybe they wanted family, but it wasn't a top value for them. Maybe it was number 10 and yours is number one. There is too big of a discrepancy between that. And you do have to find someone who's only going to be about three points away, no more than five, 
okay, no more than five. So if someone's a smoker and maybe they are always going to be a smoker, you have to ask yourself, is that your top five? Typically is not a top five, but it could be six, right? Maybe smoking is not something that they see as a value. You don't have to worry about that value. They'll probably quit naturally, but they might do it for the rest of their life, but it's not a value that is so important that you have to say, hmm, this is a deal breaker for me. If it's your top five, most likely it's a deal breaker. All right. I would even go maybe to seven if you're being really, really picky. Okay. But again, the pickier you get, the more difficult it's going to be to find that perfect match for you. Okay. Think of six figures, six pack abs, no kids, owns a house, nice car. I mean, the amount of men that fit that role or the amount of women who fit the role that, again, many men are looking for, or traditional men are looking for, rather, guess what? The number is going to be very low. So you have to ask yourself, what do you bring to the table? Because if you are going to be someone's suitor, they're going to be looking for the best possible person, okay? And they're going to be looking past that honeymoon phase, especially if they watch or listen to this episode. They're trying to find the best person for them. What do we do about that? We avoid the honeymoon phase. We get straight into the business end, okay? We're, we are all about business here because a relationship has different purposes for different people. Like I said, it could be fun. It could be a moment. It could be a lifetime. It could be a learning experience. It could be good or bad. There's many options for relationships, but the honeymoon phase should not be an option. Now, I understand you go on a honeymoon, like when you get married, the first year is called the honeymoon. Maybe you don't go the first year, you go maybe year five or year whatever, because you didn't have the money in the beginning. Maybe timing, I know COVID, that could have stopped many honeymoons from happening, travel bans, restrictions. Regardless of the honeymoon phase, understand what the relationship stands for. Most relationships, they start off good. Again, they're new, their brain, the endorphin rush. It feels good. I want you to have it feel good. I want you to go after more of these types of feelings in the relationship. I want you to experience new. But most relationships just kind of taper off. They stagnate. They don't grow. And as a relationship should grow, we can't just look at the honeymoon phase where you have this boom, you know, the skyrocket of success. Think of like stock, for example, right? Let's say, you know, Tesla or something. Tesla, Apple, Google, right? Big stocks, right? Maybe today that stock is going to be like $80. Tomorrow that stock is going to be $500. The next day is going to be $1,000. Guess what? Most people are going to say, I should have got in when it was $80. If you got in at $500 and now it's $1,000, you're going to say, well, at least I got in at $500. But for the people who are paying $1,000 a stock, they're not going to get that same feeling. They're going to say, at least I have a stock that's going to go up. However, the stock goes down. Oh man, I made the wrong choice. I should have not have done this or I should have gotten sooner. The honeymoon phase is that jump. But every relationship eventually does this if you do nothing, okay? Let's say you buy a brand new house and then we're going to get back into a relationship. This is just an example. You buy a brand new house. Everything is spanking new. You got maintenance on the house or warranty on the house for about three years, right? Three years, nothing breaks. Perfect house, right? Well, guess what? Five years, the AC needs to be repaired. Oh, wow. Like, even though it's a new house, I still have to do maintenance, huh? 
Okay, I got to do repairs. Okay, cool. Maybe you find that the plumbing, there's something wrong with the plumbing now. Okay, something's backed up. What do you do? You got to call a plumber. That's more money. Now you start to think, this house is cursed. Why are all these things breaking in this house? It's because you're not doing the maintenance work. Are you doing the things that are going to create the best septic tank if you have a septic tank? Or are you doing regular maintenance and checks on your equipment, whether it be refrigerators, the roof, the AC unit, the water tank, the washer, the dryer? Are you doing the things that are going to keep it good? A car, for example, you get regular tire rotations, regular oil changes, regular fluid drain and fills because you want the car to last. People who get these cars and they just treat them very poorly within three to four years, the car is breaking down already. It's because they didn't do the maintenance work. And that happens in many relationships that focus so heavily on the honeymoon phase. They focus on the good stuff. They focus on the money. They focus on the stock rising. This feels good. I'm making money. I got a bunch of money in my pocket. This feels good. I love the feeling of love. I feel wanted. I feel desired. It feels new. Eventually, that tapers off. Just as the house becomes just a home, a house that you live in, just as the car that you loved on day one just becomes a car that you get into, you don't remember that love, so does your relationship eventually after the honeymoon phase. You say, you know what? It's just a relationship. It's just my partner. You don't have the same feelings. You don't maybe get the roses that you got them every day. You miss maybe some of the morning text messages that you used to send. Maybe you stopped them all together. You stopped doing the things that you did to get the person. So the person might feel conned. They might say, I feel conned. You were doing all of these things for me and it was wonderful. And now you're not the person that I knew or the person that I've grown to love. And so on this day of Valentine's Day, people are buying chocolates for their love. People are buying teddy bears for their love, gifts for their love, taking them out to nice fancy restaurants because, again, they want to show that they appreciate them. But what happens to the other 364 days of the year? Do you not buy them flowers? Do you not buy them chocolates? Do you not show them that you care? The honeymoon phase is basically Valentine's Day. One day I'm going to show you exactly what you should be getting. And every single day else, I'm just going to treat you just as a thing in my toolbox or my tool chest or my junk drawer. You're just there. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have good moments throughout the year. It's very possible that you will. But when most people, they focus only on the honeymoon phase, eventually there's going to be a discrepancy between one or both of the people because they're going to see, oh, this is not the same. However, a relationship works when you grow together. There's nothing wrong with only focusing on Valentine's Day. If you want to focus on Valentine's Day and and celebrate the day, that's fine. It's like Christmas and Thanksgiving, right? It's a moment to feel gratitude and thanks. It's a moment to give gifts and to appreciate what you have. Sometimes we forget. Almost every single day, I say thank you. There's some days I forget, of course. But I have more days in the year that I say thank you and I'm grateful than the days that I don't. Because I understand if I stop saying thank you, I'm going to stop appreciating what I have. I'm going to stop appreciating my family, my loved ones, my friends. I'm going to stop appreciating you. And I don't want that to happen. I want to keep on doing what I have to do every single day. It might be difficult some days, right? I'm not the easiest person to love, I'm sure. But yet, there's people who love me. There's people who don't like me too, especially when I talk about 
ideas about relationships and about choosing what type of relationships you want and values that you want in gender roles. I mean, we can go down the list to what triggers people, but it's amazing how you can find someone who is bringing all this love and appreciation to you right now. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of goes away, right? And it's just shocking because like you are going after something that you wanted. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't want this anymore. Like a kid, they want a dog. They'll do anything for the dog. Mom, I'll do everything for the dog, dad. Please, I'll walk it. I'll feed it. I'll do everything. And eventually they stop walking the dog and it's the parent's problem, the parent's responsibility. If a family wants a dog, the parents should want the dog, not the kids. Not saying the kids can't love the dog and do the things that kids do with dogs. They should. But what I'm saying is the responsibility lies with the people who should be in control. And both people in the relationship have the responsibility to make the relationship thrive or to let the relationship die. And so depending on your mindset, depending on what you know about love, what you know about relationships, and I'm not just simply talking about matchmaking, I'm not talking about modern culture and how you can have a career, be a boss babe and expect these things from a man, or you could be a guy, you could be a player and expect certain things from a girl, maybe her virginity, maybe her low body count, maybe a lack of career, or perhaps an understanding of her feminine nature. There's going to be different aspects to what a person wants, what a person values, what a person desires, and what a person does every single day. And if a person is not showing up in their life, how can they show up in a relationship? A person can change for a person. It's very true, but they should already give themselves that notion. We're not in the business of repairing people or taking on fixed rubber projects. That is not our responsibility, yet there are people who take on those roles. There are people who are just naturally fixers, people who are naturally givers, but then there's going to be people who are takers, people who see themselves as a higher value maybe, or people who see themselves as if it's not my way, it's going to be no one's way. If I'm not happy, I'm getting out. If I'm not happy or if I'm not satisfied, I'm leaving the relationship. And that's why a high amount of marriages that end divorce are done so by the woman because of emotion, because of that feeling. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I don't feel loved. I don't feel respected. But yet, if you don't respect the man, the man is not going to say, I don't feel respected. I'm leaving the relationship. There's different views in this, right? There's different views to different gender roles when we start to look at marriage. But the good news is most of this stuff can be avoided. If you avoid the honeymoon phase, if you say, I'm not going to focus on just the pleasurable moments in my life. I'm going to focus on the good, the bad. You remember that time we had a disagreement? Remember that time we didn't vibe? We can look back, we can smile, we can laugh, and we can say, look at where we are now. This is where a relationship can truly thrive. I have found in my relationship and my marriage that it has not always been easy going uphill. We avoided the honeymoon phase and then right from the beginning, we had the good stuff there, right? It was new, it was pleasurable. But then we also got into the bad stuff. We got right into, okay, I got to live with this person, right? What type of you know, personality do you have? What type of bad habits do you have? What are you trying to do? Are you not doing it? All right, what's your attitude? What do you do when you're angry? What do you do when you fight? All of those things we got straight into. We weren't trying to hide anything from the other person because I want to show you who I truly am. 
and I want to see who you truly are. Because from there, we can decide if this is the person that I truly want to be. Because again, if you're in your 20s, this person has been with themselves for 20 years or 20 plus years. Guess what? You get to decide. If this person has done this, where is the likely place they will go, right? I'm not saying we can predict the future, but what I can say is that we can use a little bit of knowledge, wisdom, understanding that if they're this type of person, let's say they're a really bad person, right? Gang, drugs, or whatever. Did they change? Are they doing work to change? Or are they still in that world? Because you just can't go into a relationship hoping that they change, hoping that they're going to fix themselves. Again, choosing a fixer-upper is not the way to go right now. You want to find someone who knows what they want, who is certain and is true to what they say, a person who walks the walk and talks the talk. But do not let your eyes become blinded by your heart, your feelings, your emotions, the endorphin rush of new and feel good. Avoid that. Because if you can't avoid it, you're going to find yourself unhappy, lost, and maybe even alone. And maybe even worse, what we can do today is we can say, today is a day that I can show love. It could be a day that helps me remember that I should do this more often in my life. Maybe it be the text, maybe it be the flowers, maybe it be the chocolates and the cakes and the days of appreciation. Learn to do that every single day, not just one day, not just one moment, not just one phase of a relationship. A relationship has many phases. The honeymoon phase might be a good phase for you. You might love it. You might appreciate it. But for many people, they see the good. They only see the good. And they only desire the good after that. And if a person can't differentiate between this is good today, I'm going to grow tomorrow, and it might be different than what it is today, you're going to find that the relationship is not going to stand the test of time. Again, you might find that in the beginning, it really works. You're out of the honeymoon phase. Things are going good, and it doesn't work. Sometimes relationships just don't work, okay? A person just grows differently. Again, we can do the best we can in the beginning to make sure we have the best partner. But if you have not had enough partners, if you have not done the work yet to find people, and I'm not talking about sexual pleasure people, I'm just talking about getting to know a person, what they truly like. I'm not talking about their favorite color either, who they truly are, their character, deep, dark secrets. That's going to teach you more about the person. And with that information, what do you do with it? Do you use it to attack the person or do you use it to understand the person? There are so many aspects to relationships and to relationship coaching. We go in it. I have helped people going through marriage problems, going through divorce. I mean, it's the gambit because you could have your start of the relationship. You're trying to make sure this is a good fit, right? Trying to find somebody maybe. You have your middle. You have the crazy cycle relationship problems, communication issues. That could be the middle. But then you have the end part where now we're separating or maybe we're in divorce. I get more people who are separating or who are in a process of divorce than I do people who are starting off in a relationship and people who are having marital issues. It's because, again, the mind typically only acts when there's a severe trauma. You have a hardship in your life. Someone dies. A big change. You lose your job. That's when people come to me. But I'm telling you right now, if you're not satisfied and you know you can make some changes in your relationship, and you maybe are single and you're looking for a relationship, do not wait. Do not linger. Time is of the essence and time is for you to experience. Finding the right person just enhances your life. It doesn't fulfill you in a certain way. It just enhances everything that you have going for you. So if you're happy, 
if you're successful, if you found fulfillment already, you find someone who's going to embellish that. And then together, you have two people who can bring all of that together. And you're going to get a phase of life that you can call so much more than the honeymoon phase. So you get to decide, are you going to simply settle for a moment of pleasure and bliss? Or would you like that for a lifetime? I would choose a lifetime. My name is Michael Rudin. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, email me coachingincession at gmail.com and I'll see everyone on the next episode of Coaching In Session. Until then, everyone take care.